brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I'm Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes, and you, you are a person of excellence. And this, this is the hour of deliverance. And um, as I say that hour of deliverance, it was something that happened yesterday that makes me remember that when I started out in ministry, I called it kingdom ministry. Not kingdom ministries, everybody when they named things in those days, and it might be still today, they called it such and such ministries. And I understood that everything that I was about had to do with kingdom ministry, not ministries, ministry, which then makes it uh, encompass everything. I also understood that God was always giving me revelation and... He'll, he's building a house, he says in the word. And he let, I noticed that we as human beings, to use a metaphor, we put the lid on, we put the roof on when God gives us a revelation about a thing, as if he's done. And I had understood that so many things that I had understood or thought I understood, not only was God correcting them, but he was giving more revelation on them, and he was always expanding, enlarging, or deepening the revelation. And understanding God being God, there's always going to be more to know and understand, no matter what it is he reveals. And in those days, I've didn't I was learning something that I've gotten used to now, and I don't know that I've gotten used to. I don't know that's the right way to say it. And that is that, at least for me, when God reveals, it fills me up. And it feels like it's overflowing. And as he lets me, to use my expression, marinate in that for a while and walk in that for a while and so on and so forth, I found that God expands your capacity and he deepens your soul. He enlarges your spirit. He expands your mind. And you have room for more revelation. And also, I didn't always know this back then, but I've learned it now. And that is that God will reveal in heavenly dimension and he'll also deal in earthly dimension. He'll also reveal in human dimension. And we don't have a problem with it, but he'll he'll reveal things in animal dimension. That's why some of us can do bird calls better than other people and 
Others of us know how to make a little sound that a squirrel makes so that they'll come to you. Others of us, the sound we make makes them run. And uh, just just so that you don't want to think I'm being weird for those of you that don't like to deal with the animals. I want you to understand that God gives you revelation in many areas. One of them, and I shouldn't say one, because whenever God gives revelation, he does it from his love. And in Ephesians, he talks about us uh, edifying, building up the body of Christ. And he talks about moving in love to to the height, length, depth, and breadth of the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And I want to go there because I like us to know that God says things in order. And I might have quoted it or misquoted it out of order. I said height, length, depth, and breadth. And we want to know that when he's talking about the love of God, that's the order of things. And if he has us in another order, he has moved us into And I might not be making sense to you. So what we're looking at today is 1 Peter 1. And I want to share that in archaeology it was found, and this is a good 40 years ago, it was found that uh, the... James, Peter, John, Jude was coupled together that we don't have a problem with that but it would come right after what had gotten to be known as the New Testament or the New Covenant Pentateuch now for those who don't know you're people of excellence so I know that you know that the Pentateuch is Genesis, Exodus Number, numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and did I say that out of order? I want us to understand Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Pardon me, I took numbers out of order. Which also, Revelation lets me know that when I do that, because I memorize things, when I take something out of order, I have to take find out from God, is it the times, is it me, or are you showing that this is this is where we're going? Is it out of order because you rearranged? Or is it out of order because that's where we are? And in when I'm giving these these times and these broadcasts, I know that Jesus is coming. However, I also know that there's been a whole lot of time of technology, understanding, teaching, preaching, writing, commentaries, and books. From the, from the very beginning of the New Covenant, we've been in the last days. And each generation should be, correctly, expecting Jesus to come. However, I remember back in 1968, and all, I was saved during, during a revival, and I remember the uh, everybody said, Jesus is coming soon, Jesus is coming soon. 
Some of you might have heard me tell this before. And I, I had a telescope. I love microscope and telescope. And, and I thought, God, I believe you. However, if you're coming soon, What's taken so long? Because this is more than a thousand years. It's soon going to be two thousand. Now we're already in the two thousand. How was that soon? And back in those days, we thought Jupiter was a star. I'm pretty sure we still thought Jupiter was a star. We know it's a planet now. And the father asked me how long it takes light to get from the farthest star to planet Earth. And back then I knew the answer off the top of my head. And I said, well, the answer in terms of years, not light years, years, because I was talking to God about years that human beings live. And I realized, or I think he made, he reminded me of the scripture, that Jesus is the way. He's light. Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. I was getting ready to misquote the scripture. He's the light of the world. Being light, he was letting me know if heaven was the furthest away than any of the stars or planets, he wouldn't have been back yet. However, and and God let me marinate on that a while. And then he showed me how in the scripture, how he said to Mary after the resurrection, when she was still at his tomb, how he said to her, touch me not, I have not yet ascended to the Father. I knew what that meant because I had started in in the Old Covenant, in the Pentateuch, and I understood that the the blood, when the high priest presents the blood that is going to be for the redemption of the people, he can't be touched. He has to have gone before God and what the scripture calls defiled, no, no defilement. And he has to present the blood before the altar. Now that's on earth. And he can't have touched anything or anyone or it's defiled. And I understood, and I don't think I had gotten to Hebrews at the time, or maybe it was preached during the revival, but I understood, actually I understood it from the Old Covenant, that all of this that God gave was a replica of what is actually in heaven. And so I understood that the blood really did need to be presented to the Father. I understood that before there was ever the Levitical sacrifice, that Adam and Eve, when they sinned, and they went to cover up their sin with fig leaves, some of the most wonderful things that God had given them. He put them in the garden, and he made the trees, and he made everything so beautiful. And they took the leaves to cover their nakedness. God slew an animal. You go back and read it in Genesis. And I understood from that that blood had to be shed to cover our sin, 
to cover our nakedness. Now I got to understand more, and you do too, to wash away our sin. So when he says to Mary, touch me not, I have not yet ascended to the Father, I understood. He doesn't have to move according to the laws of nature or the laws of science or even the law of light. He is light. In the beginning was the word, you know, the word was God, you know, he created without him, not anything was made, pardon me, that was made. I I understood that he is not bound by law or laws, whether you're talking Levitical law or whether you're talking laws of nature, but the law of God, the father. Ah, and even that. The law of sacrifice? That's more than Levitical, because understand, understand that way before Leviticus, the first sons, they knew to bring their sacrifice. They knew first fruits. That that whole disposition and anger on Cain and Abel, that one being more uh, more acceptable than the other. This is way before Levitical law. And yet, it was understood to be the rule, the law, or the command, however we come to understand to put it. It's the way that it is before God. And so, I understood, and the Father was giving me to understand, with all of the intelligence that I had, to understand astronomy at my young age and uh, to know that how long it takes the light in in human years, light years, that's part of why we call light years because it's so much faster. But to understand that Jesus had gone and presented his blood before the Father's throne in heaven And was still back to walk with the disciples, was still back to talk with them after the resurrection and give them now revelation on the resurrection. And another thing that I want to bring to bear to on that as we look at first Peter is that God gives the revelation about his word. I have a saying, it's not scripture. I used to say it so much people thought it was scripture. I have a saying, God is his own best interpreter and the word of God is its own best commentary. That's my saying because I have learned that if you keep if you follow God in even in the context if you follow what he said before and follow what he said after, if you follow what he said, he said with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. That's what he means. And that's whether we understand or don't understand. And if you look at the verses before and the verses after, you find that he gives excellent commentary on his own self, on his own word. And then he teaches you other things. For example, in Luke, and here again, look it up because I might say it, the number's wrong. Luke four forty four, or twenty four, I, I might need to go there, where Jesus gives. He says the law, the prophets, the Psalms. I had understood didn't learn this in Sunday school, I had understood that that's the order of the Hebrew canon. Now, the Roman order was known in Jesus' day, which is in most of our Bibles now, and in Sunday school and even in Bible school and even in Bible college, we learn a a totally different order. And most of us don't learn that that had to do with Roman politics. (laughs) Yeah, yeah political compromise. However, Jesus endorsed the Hebrew canon. And we're so far away from even understanding that, that we don't recognize that when he said the Psalms, he's not talking about the book of Psalms. The Psalms is a whole section and the last section of what we like to call the new covenant, but of the Hebrew canon. And we, we have a different order that we're used to, and we don't want it to be a different order. And we have let it slip by us that that's the political order according to Rome. And not Rome of the present day. Rome in Jesus' day, uh, or, or the day of the Apostles. And I'm bringing that up because there's things here in 1 Peter that we need to know the order of God or to even know that he's referring to what he already gave in order. And so 2 Peter, pardon me, 1 Peter, and I'm going to start at chapter 1. Peter identified himself an apostle of Jesus Christ identifying his position remember I'm always sharing with you that in the beginning God God gives time order place position purpose even before he reveals the name title Elohim Peter identifies himself and then he gives position there's more there uh to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, uh, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Now he names the places 
we modern day Christians, we like to skip the names. However, you want to recognize what was going on in those times. One of the reasons why you want to recognize is because there's things that you want to move in and things that you don't want to move in when you recognize he pointed out certain places who he's ministering to. Where are those places now? What do they understand now? I'll tease you a little bit and let you know that we love the seven churches and we love our doctrine on the dispensation and we have dispensation, a dispensation, doctrine of dispensation on the names of the seven churches and we like that. We like to ingest that learned people and all of that kind of thing. However, when we don't pay attention to what God is showing, we come up with our own stuff, and I'm, I'm calling it stuff. Yes, I am. And we love it, and we think it's good, and we learn it. And we might miss something like those seven churches are places in the world. They were places when they were named. They knew Jesus, and they knew him full. And they knew him well. Of course, you could debate that when he spoke to them. Because for some of them, I know we like to think all of them, but not all of them. Some of them he had a rebuke. And he had correction. And we need to know what God said way before about rebuke and correction. However, those seven churches, the land where they are, the spaces where they are, the geography where they are, they are no longer Christian. And they don't even know things in their culture that are Christian, things in their language that are Christian metaphors. They don't even know that they were that. That, I would like to speak to us, that if we don't follow God's word, and if we don't follow the word of God and the God of the word, we won't even know when we don't know him. We don't even know, we won't even know that we knew him. Remember that when you want to talk about the dispensations of the different churches and the doctrines. So here, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers, strangers scattered throughout Pontius Pilate. You want to remember what Jesus had to say about uh, the world. The strangers that were scattered. You see, when you minister places that don't know the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ or don't know to even expect a Messiah, you're a stranger. And God has things to say about the strangers. He let, he let the Hebrews know about how to treat strangers because you were a stranger. Today we call it immigrants. We don't even follow what God said. In almost any country in the world, we don't follow God's way of how to treat strangers. But this in particular is about those who knew Jesus Christ 
And mind you, when he's writing this, they're mostly Hebrew who have received their Messiah. And there's still much Hebrew opposition. So that's your own people. And I'm always reminding you people of excellence that the excellence that you move in, your own leaders, your own pastors, your own overseers will disapprove of you and of different things that God has revealed to you. Even when they approve that you're called to ministry, approve things according to their doctrine. to be full of the doctrine of Christ. So watch this. He says, elect. We need to know that we're elect. And he's talking. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God. Pardon me. There's not a pause there. Pardon me. I paused. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. You're a person of excellence? And some of you, you notice that you speak with the Father more than the Spirit of God or more than Jesus Christ, your Savior. doesn't mean that he's not your Savior. As a matter of fact, it doesn't mean he's not other things that you may not pay attention to. He's your high priest. He's your big brother. He's your attorney. He's your justifier. He's your healer. He's your doctor. Even, even in Christianity for the last at least 100 years, more than that, when we're busy knowing that he's healer, we're not knowing, not moving in. He's the great physician. And he will give you things and ways. Nature, of nature, that are good for the body. Or good for an, a certain ailment. Because we always only want to move in, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And not recognize it also. He's life. He's life. And some of, some of us, and I'm part of that, when you have a sentence of death on you because of what science of your day and time or our day and time knows and understands about an ailment that you ha- might have that's more than an ailment and, and a disease and I like to remind you dis-ease it starts as dis-ease and there's many things in the word to know about dis-ease before it moves into disease in the body. Disease socially before it moves into disease in the world. Okay. Getting back to this understanding that some will notice that your relationship is closer, more active with God the Father. Doesn't mean you don't know Jesus. It doesn't mean you're not saved. 
However, if you're the elect, you're probably among people that they want you to know Jesus, or if you're in a certain time period, they want you to know Jesus, 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 Jesus. They want you to know he's coming again. They want you to know he's healer. He's all that, and he is coming again. However, the Father, the Father, the Father. Or if you're moving in a period of time where all the attention is on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God. And here you're talking the Father. Here again, I'll refer to the book of Revelation. But in the very first few verses, it lets you know that it's the revelation of Jesus Christ that the Father gave him. The Father. And just to make it so that that's not hard to know and understand, most of us notice that children might be closer to their mother or closer to their father or more delighted with an aunt or uncle as relationship. We don't, we don't find that odd. We notice it. We notice it. However, in the body of Christ, through different times, depending on the cycle of time that you're in, we object. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout, uh, throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect! How dare you call yourself the elect? Only God those who, oh, please, elect according to the knowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit. Oh, oh, elect according to the knowledge of God uh, through sanctification of the Spirit. And pardon me, I'll, I'll do some sign language as I, I do these things. I'm holding my, my phone because I'm reading the scripture from there but I'll do sign language some. Through sanctification of the Spirit, now watch this, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now you've got the whole Godhead in here. <laughs> and so we're going to be okay with this relationship. Know that there's different aspects of relationship with the Godhead. And you might want to pay attention to who deals with you the most. Which aspect of the Godhead deals with you the most? Or are you most easy to hear? I wanted to say willing, but it's, it's not always a matter of willing. Or what aspect are you most willing to walk in, to move in, to live in? As most of us, when it comes to revelation, we with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What revelation of the spirit, but revelation of God the Father, we're a little bit scared of. And, and in my day, we treat that as if it's an honor to be scared of the revelation of the Father, to be scared of what he has ordained to be scared of instead of moving in it and honoring him. And part of that is because most of what the Father deals in is out of his glory. And then we have superstitions about stealing the glory of God. (laughs) You wouldn't even... I don't know. You wouldn't even want to pretend to deal with what even looks like the possibility of that. It's not possible. So, from that standpoint, he is saying grace unto you. And that that could have been enough. And peace. Grace and peace. And then notice he says multiplied. And I do want you to know that when in the New Covenant especially... I, I, I'm, it's in the Old Covenant as well. But when it talks about multiplied, it's not the way we know multiplication. God talks and exponentiate. That's why a thousand years is as a day and a day is a thousand years. It's not times a thousand. He's letting you know that it goes from this to like the way mushrooms grow overnight. You know, I'm, I just now planted um, avocado. And it's going to take a couple months to to even see what's going on with them because of the way that I planted them. Mushrooms? No, that'll happen overnight. Things with God can be like that. And when you're moving in the glory of God, because the glory of God is not confined to time, actually, or place, or order, or position. (laughs) And even to say that, to say that, He will still place things in time, order, place, and position. Remember how Moses said to show me your glory? He said that to God. And I always point out to you, I'm not going back to the scripture at this minute. You look at it. God told him yes and no at the same time. And so when he let him know that uh, I'm going to put a shield between you and me. And he lets him know why. However, he had told him yes and and yes and no at the same time. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Elijah, Moses, Jesus, and the disciples still didn't get it. I'm going to let you know how the scripture lets us know in the New Covenant that Jesus is the express image of the glory of God. And Moses is on the mount way past time, 
way past the time of his birth, his life, his death. He's standing on the mount. And in a space of time, because the disciples saw it, we get to read about it. Moses, Elijah, Jesus. And Jesus was alive on the earth at the time. Here is Moses living the fulfillment of show me your glory when God's the yes part. He's standing there with the express image of the glory of God. And by the way, for what I'm bringing to you today, to understand that we want to know things according to the word of God and the God of the word and not according to our doctrines and the different things that we're so good at coming up with about the word of God and the commentaries. And I love commentaries. I'm not against commentaries. I'm just letting you know that God is his own commentator. He's his own best commentary. So that something like that, you might not know to put it together until after it happens. It doesn't mean that Jesus isn't the express image of the glory of God. As a matter of fact, that was written, scripture written, after that even happened. So the revelation of things, remember? God will ex- he'll give you the revelation of something. He'll expand you in it. He'll grow you in it. And that's different from expanding you from it. That's different than you being able to receive more of a capacity. So understand this. And, and with this here, grace unto you. And I know we love the definition of grace is unmerited favor. And we've gotten to know that so well that there's some other things about grace that we overlook because we're so busy from the time that we really got to understand. And it's a truth. Yes. Yes. It is a truth of God that grace is unearned and unmerited favor. Like God calling out the Hebrews. And he lets, you know, he told them, it's not because you're so good. It's not because you're a big people. No, I chose you. You didn't earn it. You didn't just have it coming. And that doesn't mean that there aren't things that you earn before God and before man. That, that God shows you something that's in a realm, a depth, a dimension that you cannot earn or did not earn doesn't mean there aren't things in his realm, depth, and dimension that you do earn. And that's something that there's a particular aspect of religion. That when something is learned, it automatically throws away the thing that was learned previous. God doesn't want us to do that. He lets us know that the law even was a schoolmaster. He teaches us more about baptism in the new covenant, letting us know. And 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 he's not even talking about water baptism, although he is. He lets us know more about baptism 
And if you're of a certain, denomina- certain denomination, you only think of, of being immersed in water and don't like the other that sprinkles and calls it baptism. And, and totally miss the scripture that lets you know that the, the Israelites were baptized under the cloud and through the sea. If we've got our doctrine up on this that it has to be by water, then we're, we're okay because, well, that was water because uh, it was the sea. And so how do you uh, put that with dry ground? Under the clouds. <laughs> and I, I need to go back and check that because the English of it is singular, cloud singular. I need to check what the Hebrew is. And you don't have to know Hebrew, by the way, for that. You can look it up and see and find out. Going on. Grace unto you. So there's more than just an unmerited favor. There's more to that. And as you get into the chapter, he's showing you more to that. And he says, grace unto you. And he says, and peace. When the and is there in the Greek or the Hebrew, when the and is there in the language, it's it's like a chain link. It's that it's not complete without the other. Husband and wife. Uh, <laughs> heaven and earth earth and heaven and there's different things about the parameter when he says it which way he says it this is grace and grace unto you and it doesn't stop there and peace be multiplied and again when God talks about multiplied in the scripture old or new covenant it's not the way we think and have learned multiply one times one is one or two times two and so on this is exponentiated. It, 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 the way that we understand growth. And everything doesn't grow the same. At the same rate, I'm saying. The way that your multiplication tables are exactly the way they are. And this times this is this. When God multiplies the exponentiation. And go look up how to pronounce it since I just messed it up. Is different. Things grow at a different rate. Things, if you want to go back to multiply, at a different rate. And not just according to the particular table, not just according to your two table, your five table, or your three time table. It will grow at a different rate. I like to use um, nature and plants. To give that example, because it takes one rate of growth, one multiplication of growth to even get root. And you can't even see the root. You only know that it rooted when you see the sprout. And then it takes another, it moves into another rate of multiplication or exponentiation or growth. Once a sprout is up, and then it moves at a different rate of exponentiation or growth 
when it's a full plant or a full tree or the branch of. And when you want to get too much on nature about that, remember Jesus said, I'm the vine, ye are the branches. <laughs> and then look at what he said about that. Okay? So the grace unto you, you're going to walk in unmerited favor. You're going to walk in other things about grace. You. And connected with that. Not to be, if, if you're missing the peace, you're missing an aspect God doesn't want you missing. And if you're missing peace multiplied, you want to move into peace. And and also it'll help you understand that when the world tell, makes it as though peace is a matter of being quiet and being settled and stopping there, then you know that this aspect of peace be multiplied, you don't stop there. You Peace, peace. It's not just there was an argument and now we have peace and so everything stops. No. No. Peace is multiplied. Your peace is multiplied. And one of the things about that, in understanding things from when God first gave the understanding about peace, I'll let you know. Peace, prince, prince of peace. The prince learns relationship. Now, that's different from king of peace. King has to do with authority. Prince has to do with learning authority, learning how to move in the rules, learning how, not just what the rules are. Sonship is learning what the rules are. Discipleship is learning what the rules are. When when you move into Prince, you're learning. And one of the things, the aspects of learning, it's not just what the rules are, it's what the relationships are. You know that I always like to say, read uh, Proverbs every day, a chapter for the day of the month. And that's whether you're Hebrew or whether you're, you're uh, use the Roman calendar. Read a chapter of Proverbs every day. Don't let that be the only thing you read because the scripture tells us kings, your royal priesthood, royal priesthood, kings are supposed to have their own copy of scripture and they're supposed to read it. And guess what? One of the scriptures lets you know that you're supposed to listen. We live in a day and time when we think, oh, listen means have a recorder. And it can mean that. However, it can mean you've got a seer, a prophet reading it to you. One of the things that God gave me, uh, I, I don't, uh, it's more than a year, probably more than 10 years. And he showed me to give certain of you, the elect, the uh, excellent of the excellent, to give you 20 minutes a day listening to the word of God. So far, and this has been years. So far, oh- hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Almost everyone that I share that with, they take, if they take 20 minutes a day, they read it instead of listen. And God specifically said, listen, listening to the word of God. Now, I live in a day and time where we can listen uh, digitally. We can listen uh, to recordings. I want you to know that the scriptures let us know that the rocks record. Yeah, the rocks record. The scriptures let us know recording is nothing new. Recording of history, recording of sounds, that's nothing new. God God caused that to happen, and not just in rocks, by the way, but he specifically lets us know that the rocks do that. The rocks record. <laughs> and he lets us know that uh, birds will tell a message. Birds will send a message. Now, we might not know how in our so-called modern science and modern understanding of nature. However, the scripture lets us know that that's how that is. Okay? I want you to understand here that when God says listen, he means listen. And while that's a revelation of listening, kings are to read and to listen, and they are to have their own personal copy of Scripture. And that includes Scripture for the day and time that you lived. So that if you lived before any of the prophets were written, you were to have your copy of Scripture. So that if you lived in the day of Jeremiah, you would already know what prophets already had prophesied and recorded. That also means then that there's canon. Remember I shared with you in Luke where Jesus gave the Hebrew canon of all the books that we have that we call Old Covenant. And we we tore up, we messed up the order going with the Roman politics. And Jesus let us know the order. And we don't even know, looking at it, that when he said the Psalms, we have some of the so-called minor prophets in with our division that you probably learned in Sunday school, that I know that I learned in college and Bible college, both different from what the Hebrew canon is. Not not saying different things. However, you'll understand differently when you have things in order. When you have a different order, if if you know that the broadcast is from this time to this time, and you know that an hour is in five-minute increments or ten-minute increments, God taught me something about ten-minute increments for the mind to register and learn. God had shown me that human beings remember the beginning of anything and the end of anything. And then psychology likes to teach you that. That's in the word. That's in scripture. So that 10 minute increments, five minute increments to learn the beginning and end of anything, you learn less studying for an hour as an example. You'll remember the beginning of the hour, the end of the hour. 
than if you study in 10-minute increments. You'll learn the beginning of those 10 minutes and the end of that 10 minutes, and then stop and breathe, and then go study some more. That's a, a technique that I used to use <laughs> to teach people how to pass their college course things, how to study. Study in 10-minute increments. You don't have to stop and get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Just stop, look away, and breathe, and then study another 10 minutes because you're going to remember the beginning of that 10 minutes and the end of that 10 minutes. And by the time you have gone through the hour, you have learned the beginning and the ending of several things, and you it stays with you. So going on, that's some of, by the way, of grace, some of the things that God gives. You didn't do anything to earn that. God gave that. God gave that ability. Anyway, grace and unto you and peace be multiplied. Peace be exponentiated. That means, well, not, I don't want to say that means because that puts it in one place. And it doesn't just mean what it means right here. It means what it means right here. It means what it means right there. It means what it means when you're going through this. It means what it means when you're going through that. So that the grace unto you and the peace multiplied, you might need more peace in one circumstance than you need in another circumstance. And you're so busy going through it that you don't necessarily know, notice that it's being multiplied or exponentiated, that the peace is growing. So that you might not know and recognize. I'm letting you know, people of excellence, usually we go through so much stuff and we go through such horrible things that we're not noticing at the time of the peace that's being exponentiated to us while we're handling what God has given us. We can look back and understand. You look back over the 40 years in the wilderness and you, oh my, living through it, what you know is, ah, there's no water. There's no water. Not only do I don't have enough water, the animals don't have enough water. Oh, I can't even take care of the animals like I'm supposed to. Oh, can't take care of my family. Peace is being multiplied. God supplied it. I want you to remember that. Peace is being multiplied when you're not even recognizing. And that's one of the reasons I, I generally use, I have a course called Mary Therapy. I generally use Psalm 107 and different other scriptures that tell you to praise the Lord and let his praise continually be in your mouth. Know that God isn't just doing it. He's already done it. It was already done. One of the examples I like to use of that is when Hagar, she she put her son, Ishmael, and mind you, it was his fault that they're out there because he was making fun of his baby brother, the promise, the heir. He was making fun. It's his fault they were out there. However, as they're out there, she couldn't stand to see that their son's going to die. She understood that's what we're living through right now. And she went a little ways a distance. I get it. I have children. I can't even stand to think about when they're in dangerous situations. The other day, my, my son, who never gets sick, was felt like a, a, a what we call a cold. And I'm concerned about him, mainly because I know that he doesn't get sick, and that's something serious. He wasn't seriously ill. I just know that that's a serious thing. If 
He has it. A mom, a mother, fathers, not to slight fathers, <laughs> but I'm showing you Hagar as a mother. She couldn't stand to see her son dying. However, the scripture lets us know when, when was it God or the angel of the Lord spoke to her? He said, I heard the voice of the lad. And then they see that the, the spring of water springs up right there. And I always remind you, especially since I love archaeology and I love study of earth and all of those kinds of things, how long it takes water to go from the sea to go all the way down through the earth, come across the sea, and then what it takes for the pressure to come up. That takes years. God was already doing it. It was already prepared. And some of you want to think of it, oh, it was a miracle that God just did all of a sudden right then and there. Yeah, it could have been. Right now, what I want you to understand for what it takes for that to happen, God was already doing it. When you're in the situation because of the way that we're living it, we live out years. The glory of God is beyond time. It transcends time. It's in and out of time. God's already doing it. I remember the first time my youngest daughter prophesied, two years old. And she comes hopping out the step. And she says to the person that I was speaking with, God's doing it. God's doing it. And she said their name. Part of why I liked little Leah, the treasure of God, to be with me on the broadcast. Because you're God's treasure. And know that as you're going through the hardest thing, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Oh, it's growing, expanding exponentially. And, and here's how you move in that. Blessed be God. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You go into worship. We're busy looking at our circumstance. And it's not that we're so ignorant uh, that, or, or so... It's not that we are ignorant and don't pay attention. When we deal with things, you have to pay attention. When you're driving, you have to pay attention. And so on and so forth. It's not that you don't pay attention to things. It's not that what's going on isn't going on. Part of why I say go through the Proverbs every day is because you will see that there's a whole lot going on all at one time. Remember the Prince of Peace not only deals with the rules and learning the rules, but deals with relationships, not just the good relationships, the bad relationships. And then there's different aspects and depths of relationships. There's the wicked, and the harlot is wicked, yes. However, you'll notice that she does some religious stuff. When you read Proverbs, you'll see. And she's, some of that stuff, it looks just like wisdom. That's part of why it fools you. When you look at what I call the wisdom chapter, wisdom says, I've mingled my wine and I've set done the sacrifices the wayward woman oh I, I made my sacrifices and so on and so forth 
while she's saying, and the Goodman is not at home, understand that the, the things that you live, you live them all at one time. They're all going on at the same time. And they don't wait for you to map them out. This is why you need grace unto you and peace multiplied. Because all this stuff is going on at the same time. Even though most of the time, we don't recognize most of it until we're looking back at it. We've already lived through it. So here you do what it says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord. Know his Lordship. Know that he's Jesus Christ. Know that sometimes when the word says Jesus, it wants you to pay attention to the humanity and that he lived. When it says Jesus Christ, it wants you to pay attention to that he's Messiah, fully God, fully man. And when it says like here, Lord Jesus Christ, that's covenant. He's the ratifier of the covenant. He's over the covenant. He's moving in all authority, authority over you and authority over whatever it is that you're dealing with and going through. And that he is the express image of the glory of God, Jesus, 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 fully God, fully man. He walked fully God to complete so that his resurrection meant something that no other man's resurrection would mean. He walked fully man so that we can't use I'm only human as an excuse. He showed us how to live as a human before God and before men. Whether it's good men, evil men, political men, whatever. Grace and peace. Grace unto you. I don't even want to shorten it like that, grace and peace. He says grace unto you and peace be multiplied in all of these different circumstances. Which according to his abundant mercy. See, when you're going through rough stuff, it doesn't feel like mercy. When Hagar's looking at her son die, dying, it doesn't feel like mercy. Being sent out into it doesn't feel like mercy. Hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. He's life. Ah, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Live the resurrection. Live a resurrected life. Amen.